5: 10,
0: 9,
6: 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Now, we return to a man who is always outraged.
7: That's an outrage. Here is Tony Bruno.
0: You do it right by staying on top of knowing when it's time to stain your deck and your fence. Lowe's is here to help you do it right with the supplies you need
7: and the know-how to get it done. Plus, we even help you save because now when you buy one gallon of select Valspar exterior stain and sealant, you'll get a second one 50% off via mail-in rebate. Whatever you need to make your outdoors even greater, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 731. Exclusions apply. See store for details. U.S. only. I didn't hear any music. I don't hear myself either. Are you sure we're on? I'm
4: positive, man. <laughs> I Robin, don't hear anything. Robin took off the other uh, headphones, Robin. Robin, what are you doing? There we, oh, go. There we go. go. There we go. That's there we go. Didn't I not hear anything. Oh, all
7: right, Jeepers, Robin! Why are you unplugging me seconds before we're going on? Who's pulling the plug on you already, Tom? <laughs>
1: Because I had to rearrange the chords. We have so many freaking chords here.
7: There is. Well, the the cord, not Matt Cord. He's not here. No, right. no, no. Not he Matt is still cord. employed, though. We'll get into that as we are fields. live on, on, on the podcast. It's a full house tonight. It is. And you know who will not be in the full house tonight, though? <laughs> What's his face? The dad, uh, the Bob Saget. Bob Saget, Saget on, the man. filthiest man <laughs> in comedy. You ever see Bob Tanner? Saget? Yeah, Danny Tanner. The, he is the filthiest Daniel Tanner to you. Thank you. <laughs> we, we got a full house. Time. We got. Tony Bruno here. Miss Robin's here. Luigi's here. Not only has Luigi been going to storage units. <laughs> yep. Not only has he been working hard getting this, the show together. He even made dinner tonight. It was epic. He yep. used my... It was great. Tasted great. The great, great tomatoes that I grew in my mom's backyard down the street. I bought a, couple of, uh, bought a couple of vines of the San Marzano plum tomatoes. The greatest tomato on earth. If you're going to make spaghetti sauce... It's all they're really good for. San right? Marzano. Yeah. yeah, they're plum tomatoes. Most plum tomatoes are used for spaghetti sauce. Mm-hmm. But San Marzano, which is an Italian variety, is the absolute best. So I had some of those. We put in another can because we needed a big batch. Right. And then Luigi proceeds to whip together fresh sausage Fresh ground beef. He whipped sausage? What? what was that? He whipped the sausage. Okay. Yes. all right, sorry. Yes, exactly. What happens later, pal. That's later on, yes. You and know, we, he...
1: we had a lot of sexual innuendo type <laughs> things happening today. Tony yes. laid pipe. Yes. Right. He whipped sausage. He whipped sausage, exactly. <laughs> I mean, so there's... anyway, Luigi's done that's it
7: all the And then he made the baked rigatoni with the meats and the sausage so and the good. cheese. Yep. And I, I went mm. and bought a fresh pound of ricotta cheese from Mancuso's, where I used to work as a Dude, child. That, that ricotta is so clean. It, it was is. amazing. It is so good. $5 a pound. And you're saying, that's a lot, because you buy a three-pound thing at a supermarket. Market, it's like 7 bucks on sale. Right. So that's $15 a pound, but it's worth it because it is absolutely solid, fresh product. But then you put it in the oven. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, man. And then when
4: you uncover that, when you take that tin foil off and you let it bake for that last 10 minutes oh, under the broiler and gets all bubbly and cheesy and gooey, it's the best part. Let it. me Just give like Luigi a roaring round part. of applause
7: before we start this
4: show I tonight. I don't I think anybody
1: could have done a better job <laughs> with food. <KTV laughs> Thank, you. Thank you.
3: Hey,
7: I helped you know. No, he did. he did. He did. He did. He let him in. No, no,
4: Tony. Tony, Tony I, I, got all tomatoes. Tony got all tomatoes prepped. He helped cut the onions. I and I finished the cutting the onions. I grew the tomatoes. I he blanched the, the tomatoes. tomatoes.
7: <laughs> I, I, then I marinated them, and then I, you blended, let it marinate. Them. I blended them right, nice. in my Vitamix. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then I put them in the damn uh, product with Luigi, with the onions and the garlic and the basil. <laughs> and then I had to go back to work at my mother's house and paint. <laughs> and then the rest of the process was happening here. But it was a fun. It was a great meal. You know when it's good when you have not only seconds. And you thirds, go man. back for thirds. Oh, uh, you have to. It's yeah. one of those meals that no matter how full you are, you still want more. Right. You know, there's certain foods that you're like, yeah, Natalie an is here tonight, too. Ladies and gentlemen.
5: Hi, guys. She has not been full.
7: She will rip radio people tonight as well on this podcast. <laughs> I don't rip people. <laughs> I do. I, I am, normally I don't. Off. <laughs> it's not my style to rip people. But tonight, people have been asking for me. My phone's been blowing up. My Twitter's right. been blowing up. My email's been blowing up. I don't really keep track of local. Douchery and radio and TV, <laughs> for the most part, I really don't. I haven't. I don't listen. You, Robin, you're with me 24 seven. When was the last time you heard me listen? It's not no, it's because true. I don't because, like I mean, sports talk or
1: douchery. Is why you left WIP.
7: Exactly, and radio in general. Yes, rampant douchery.
1: But I mean, there is not douchery everywhere. It just so happened that you have No, I'm young. talking
7: about specific yes. acts of douchery which have been committed recently. Yes. I mean, they've been committed consistently <laughs> in many the of the local years, radio I will, I will
2: leave the ripping to you. I, I
7: think we'll be able to. It's just to, uh, not my style. It's we'll not my style. Time. But people want my opinion because right. I have worked at both Philadelphia sports stations. Definitely. Yeah, you and there's a big story, and I have perspective, yes. having worked with everybody involved. Yeah. So I'm not here to rip people, but I'm here to give you the fair and legitimate. I don't have any uh, access to grind. I walked, away from, I, was, I walked away from the number one afternoon show in Philadelphia. Yes, I top. wasn't fired. Mm-hmm. I, I walked away. And CBS still owes me $30,000 and hasn't Correct. paid me a year later. So I have a lot of reasons to rip people, but I don't. I just hope that people do what they're supposed to do and they uh, honor their commitments, and I honor mine. And so when we had something happen, I wasn't even aware of it. I wasn't even aware of what's been going on. Because I haven't listened seriously to sports talk radio in Philadelphia since I left. I wasn't even listening when I was on Sports Talk Radio in Philadelphia.
3: So <laughs> it's, not, it's
7: not that I hate Sports Talk. I mean, it's been my life for most of my 45-year career. So then I, Robin gets in bed last night and says, oh, did you see this about what's going on with Mike Missinelli at 97.5? I said, no, I don't pay attention to Mike Missinelli. I don't pay attention to Josh Ennis. I really don't. I don't pay attention to the daily bull crap that goes on with these sophomoric people who will just do whatever it takes and, and it's not even just the talent on the air. The problem is the gutless wimp management people who hire these people. And then when things go bad, they don't, the, the, the people aren't held accountable for their own actions. Now, for people who know the story, 97.5 Afternoon host Mike Missanelli apparently had one of the guys I used to work with, Pat Egan, who was, started out as one of the ground crew people who would go out really to events. Nice me. I mean, really nice kid. Google me.
1: Really nice kid.
7: Nobody can Google you, Mike. <laughs> nobody cares about you, pal except your buddies up on the main line. Those putzes. But in the meantime, so Mike Missinelli, apparently, unbeknownst to me, has had some, Pat Egan calling into his show pretending to be a black guy. Not as a joke. Not as a bit. Not as something that was a, you know, a, a punked episode. Right. Where you have a guy calling, then at the end you say, oh, by the way, that wasn't really a black mm. guy who was supposed to be from New Jersey, named Dwayne, who has his own Twitter account with a fake picture of a black guy. Mm. That's a real phone call being portrayed to the population as a real legitimate black guy talking sports. That is fraud, ladies and gentlemen. You look in the dictionary under fraud when you have someone, and I'm not blaming Pat Egan. Pat Egan was put up to this by somebody at 97.5. Mike Missanelli allegedly had no idea... That for two years, a guy that he works with... Two years! Two years, he did not know that it was a white guy pretending to be a black guy, I guess to try to placate Mike's pals who think he's the uh, everyman. Oh, yeah, he's a regular guy. When he's not on the golf course and he's not hanging out on the main line with his golf buddies or down at his estate in Avalon looking down on real people... He wants to pretend that he's down with the brothers. He's down with the black community. He's everybody's favorite guy. He's just a swell guy. He's not. He's a douche. (laughs) He's an unmitigated douchebag. And I'm saying this for the first time publicly because I don't care anymore. I never cared about Mike Missanelli from day one. He's done things to me that have been heinous. He He has created fake Twitter accounts to attack me, Robin, my family. He's done it. I know he's done it. We found out that he did it. He's a fraud. He's a jealous, petty piece of garbage. And the fact that the gutless weasels, Matt Nahagian and the upper management at 97.5 The Fanatic, did not discipline anybody, anybody, when the radio station was a national laughingstock. It wasn't Josh Ennis who got fired today for being an idiot. It was 97.5 that was being ridiculed on ESPN. It was being ridiculed on Deadspin, on every website in America. They were a national laughingstock. That's not my opinion. That's a fact. Am I right, Joe? Yes. Robin, was it you were telling me? Oh, Dad, you're you covering all Dad's bases. Every, every, mm-hmm. every blog and every website has absolutely torched 97.5, mm-hmm. and justifiably so. And it's not because I have an axe to grind. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm looking at this objectively. The fact that no one was even disciplined for perpetrating mm-hmm. a fraud on a radio audience by pretending that a white guy was a black guy Mm -hmm. and calling in and going along with his ruse and then allegedly not knowing about it? Mm -hmm. That's fraud. And Mike Missanelli has the great, great ability to have a management that's afraid of him. Everybody that works for him is afraid of him because they need him. And when you need somebody and you're bigger than your employers and you're more important than your employers, there's only a couple of guys in this city. Angelo Cataldi and Mike Missanelli have that over their bosses. Their bosses cannot survive without them. So, therefore, their bosses will tolerate anything that they do. There's no way And Angelo's a legend. I've known Angelo for 20-something years. I worked with him 20-something years ago. When you have the power that your bosses are afraid of you, then they will not discipline you no matter what you do. Mike Missinelli is the Hillary Clinton of sports talk radio. He I could have 18,000 scandals. He could <laughs> commit crimes, fraud, take money from people, have people show up dead, and nothing bad ever happens to him. He is... You can quote me. I'm he's a the, nitwit. He's the Hillary Clinton of sports talk radio. He's a Teflon Don. <laughs> and he ain't even a Don. He thinks he is because he watches all those stupid mob shows. <laughs> That's an insult to John Gotti. Come on. Now. Thank you. Come on. By the way, jo- J- Jay Carrado, jo- Joe Carrado's <laughs> here. Follow up to J- Jay Carrado. I don't want to interrupt. You. Come on. You got to keep moving. No, I here. just want—I want to get this off my chest. I hear you. Because I have no intention of going back to 97.5 or WIP, so it's not that I'm looking for a job. Or they could call me and offer me a billion dollars, right? Ten billion dollars, right. and I would never work for ten billion. Ten billion dollars. I would never work for. You got a payroll here. Pal. I would never work for 97 of the fanatic Matt Nagy, or WIP again. ever again. And the reason that Josh Innes was fired, and I'll give you that, Josh Innes was the guy, last guy I worked with. The reason he was fired today is because CBS is trying to unload its radio properties. 97.5 was already unloaded. Greater media sold out to Beasley. So they look for the first excuse. So they don't want anything to interfere with a potential purchase of a radio property. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? You start disciplining people because you're worried that a potential suitor... Mm-hmm. This isn't this goes back to the Howard Stern days. Mm-hmm. When Howard Stern was doing all this crazy stuff on the air 25 years ago, right. Mel Karmazin... And the people at CBS and, and uh, Infinity Broadcasting, when he was calling out the FCC, they would and all pay that. the fines. Yep. They would let Howard Stern could do whatever he wanted yep. because he was so important to the company mm-hmm. that they would just write a check to the FCC anytime mm-hmm. he did anything that was either profane, indecent, yeah. against FCC rules and regulations. Right. They didn't care. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, you want a check? It was the old. Uh, remember the NBA player Derek Coleman? Derek Coleman. Remember when yeah, he, yeah. W- he, refused a, a he refused to wear? a game him a blank check. He refused to wear a tie, which was part of the Jersey Nets when he was playing for them. <laughs> right. Part of the procedure was. After the game, you yeah. put a suit and tie on when so you, you hang yourself with it after you lost. Right, <laughs> and he said, "I'm not going to do this." And so they started finding him. So he wrote a check to his coach and said, "Here's a check for 2,500. Let me know when I owe you some more." <laughs> he awesome. just refused to po- follow the rules. Yes, he did his things way, and he took the fine. Yeah, uh, that British Knights m- money, <laughs> and that's in, what then? Infinity <laughs> did with Howard Stern. Yes, because Howard Stern was the guy. Oh, he was. It. So now you fast forward 25 years years later, and what happens? <clears throat> Josh Innes. Becomes number one quickly in Philadelphia, takes on Mike Missinelli, old school guy, Billy mm-hmm. guy. And Josh Innes had a lot of detractors, and people didn't like him because he was young and brash, and he did weird things. And, and I, by the way, I never hated Josh Innes. Oh, no. I really had no feelings for Mike Missinelli because I really never knew him personally. I don't hate mm-hmm. Josh Ennis, mm-hmm. and the fact that he got fired doesn't surprise me. It's not mm-hmm. because he got fired because he wasn't getting ratings, mm-hmm. because his ratings were pretty good. And for all the people out there who's suggesting that there's not room in Philadelphia for two sports stations, that one of them is going to have to go away, is absurd. There are stations that are horrible sports towns that have four sports stations. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me a great sports town like Philly can't support two sports stations? Of course they can. What are they going to do with the FM signal? Put on yeah. another alt music well, station? Alt poker exactly. station. <laughs> they're demanding that. There's I'll like fifty it. pop music stations in town. I big bands, I hear big bands coming back. Oh, in the absolutely, but well, that I pie mean, has been cut fifty. That's also, yes. a lot of slivers.
2: What's also really interesting about you know the whole concept of radio in general is how it's it's really just a dying medium. It is. I mean, they're essentially scraping all radio stations, not just sports, to you know try and figure out. I mean, there are music stations now who don't even employ people exactly they have somebody to record things so I mean the medium is dying they're
7: like newspapers in yeah the age exactly
2: exactly it's, it's, they're, it's trying to figure out how to mm-hmm. how but to survive and I, I feel like radio will be dead so they're so kind of well it's th- not going to die you well, know it's why well, because it's die, always free
7: it's always in your car it's going to yeah. transform into something totally but different but yeah, yeah it has to I,
2: it already it's has no choice, I mean just yeah. in the last decade But well, well the younger
7: w- generations are listening to podcasts they're listening to, to
4: everything yeah. on podcasts, their
2: phone. I mean i i never listened to the radio for music ever yeah, except but, for Sunday with Sinatra's yeah but see
4: oh, but, but yeah, radio radio's <laughs> important it's the content that's going to crap it's the same ideas that are getting drawn out every single day it's tired over and over again no
2: I don't think I don't think that I mean I think that if radio still what it was 20 years ago, I think they would invest more in the talent than they actually do now. Yeah, but if, if I think the talent is interchangeable. They're like chess pieces. It's the same. You have to have a couple. Same, of. The, but the, because, the problem is yeah. local
7: stations, only, only, most radio stations only need two really decent talents on their airways. They need a good morning show and a good afternoon show. Right. Yeah. Every other so time slot time doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. No. They could take somebody off the street. They could take Luigi, who has more experience than a lot of guys on the air, and throw him on. They
4: That's can put you Joe did. on.
7: They can put Natalie on. <laughs> Natalie's been on the radio for a
4: long time. They can't time. put me on. I, I have an opinion. I have my own I opinion. I love the radio. And I, have, I actually have fresh ideas that, that, that are fun and topical that actually work. Mm-hmm. I, I don't roll out the same old stale crap that, that, that these people want, so it'll
7: never happen. So but do you think I'm being unfair, Robin, in my criticism of what's going on in the radio? No. because Am was, I a bitter guy? I'm not bitter. No. no. I walked away from all this nonsense. I'm happy sitting in my mother's house and doing carpentry, plumbing, electricity, and everything else. I am a happier person when I, now that I've walked away. You from are. This I could tell. You got a piece Now financially, piece of I'm not. I mean, I walked away from a lot of money. Sure. Right. But most people won't do that. Yeah, most know. people won't have. Most people just sit around well, and I think take was the a check. Th- there was a difference. Take the though. paycheck, and I was number one. I was on a number one show. I didn't walk away from a crap station that was dying. We were kicking the shit out of Mike Missadelli. You were. We had him. We had his hair dye running down his face. <laughs> That's how bad things were. <laughs>
1: The pro- I think the problem was. By
7: the <laughs> way, you know, so I haven't dyed my beard anymore. No, no, you're looking good, boy.
4: The it's pro- real women love, was it. they love that. The problem was, I
1: in, in <laughs> with WIP Got that
7: nursing
4: home stench <laughs> on your boy.
1: With WIP, there was a idea from upper management that the the reason why you guys were not were number one didn't have so much to do with you, but it had to do with Josh. That's well, what they. they, they
7: well, there was two people on the show. I'm not. I'm not taking no, anything away but from I mean, Josh.
1: But what I'm saying is, is that and and I am somewhat coming to Josh's defense on this because I think that this happens a lot of times when somebody is told constantly, "You are God's gift to mm-hmm. whatever it might be." It
7: creates a complex. It
1: creates a complex, and you start believing that, and you don't realize. Other people have input, and that might you might be able to learn something from somebody. And I think that that created an environment that was unfortunate because it was very clear that Josh thought that he was the reason why you guys no, were not. No,
7: it was not. I don't believe that at all. I, no, I, I think absolutely. that Josh thought because Andy Bloom hired him and and told him he was going to be the next Howard Stern. Damn it, Natalie, what's going on with what your phone? Does. Put it on vibrate. Oh, that's
1: not your
2: phone.
7: Who's is this, Brian? That's
2: Brian's oh, phone. Is. Brian. No, it's mine. oh Uh-oh, Uh-oh. wait a minute.
4: Don't you know how to mute your phone? It's, it's Brian calling her I'm phone. I'm
2: supposed to be answering this, oh. right? Isn't this the, school, the call screener thing that I, oh. that I don't know I don't what know. I'm doing? We don't know yet.
7: <laughs> I don't know. Hold on. It's right after new- this rant, we'll get back to you. What the hell is going on back there? <laughs> Poor Are Natalie! You... I'm yelling at her for having her phone. She's like on a Time on. Life operator.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, I know. I'm like. I think I'm supposed but to answer. A much better look than he The phone you is going off the hook, and he's <laughs> like, "Ah!"
7: Where was I now? I forget. Yeah, no. About. So you were. Oh, you, Josh. Josh. No. Andy Bloom knew that Josh Innes, when he was working nights, he was going to put him on afternoons, and that he needed somebody in there to help him because yes. he was he was pretty much even though he was pretty good at night. He was, he was a new entity because Anthony Gargano, with all due respect, was already being wooed by 97.5 surreptitiously behind the scenes while they were denying me an opportunity to give me a new contract and screwed me over. A little and collusion se- going on. Yeah, I mean, there was no doubt. Right. They were Absolutely. tampering. They were tampering with Anthony Gargano when he was doing afternoons at There's WIP. No doubt. Mm-hmm. They knew his contract was running out. And, the and the Matt Mahagian and the management at 97.5. And I don't normally do this, but I'm doing it now. You know why? Because I don't give a crap anymore. Right. I have not. Isn't don't that need, liberating I, I, yeah, now? Yeah. I'm not going to go back and crawl because I never crawled and asked anybody for a job. That's the beauty of the podcast. I have never in my career mm-hmm. ever asked for a job. No. I never looked for a job. I never went to a place and knocked on a door. Mm-hmm. Thank God. And even when I was young, my first job, somebody came to me. Right. So I've been fortunate. You've been that lucky. People that is wa- very
2: lucky. Mm-hmm.
7: But it's also <laughs> that people saw something in me and they hired me. And yes. I always thought I did what I was. Pro- I promised them I would do. hmm but now I don't really care anymore because basically radio management people are just guys covering their asses. Right. That's what they do. C Y A should be on every business card. It seems like they're just rearranging the director. deck chairs on the Titanic lately. With these every program guys. director, every station manager, all they have on their cards next to their title should be CYA. CPA, C Y A, not C P A or C Y O. That was C- big in the uh, you know C- oh, yeah. they yes. should be running C Y O. C-Y-A means cover your ass. Yes. That's all they do. They put out fires with upper management to protect their own little turfs, keeping their jobs, keeping their benefits, so they're not out on the street. Because once one of these guys gets fired, they won't have another job. Mm -hmm. Nobody's hiring sports radio program directors anymore to make big decisions. They're basically babysitters. They're basically being told, you sit there. If we need to hire a weekend person, you make a phone call. Nice. That's what their job is. And I'm not knocking, that's the, that's the climate. It's not that these people aren't any good or they couldn't do it. It's the climate of the business where program directors are basically stooges. Okay. They don't have any programming input whatsoever. And they know it. Okay. And so they want a job. And they're not good enough to be on the air for the most part. And so they take a programming job. And they sit in an office and hope that there aren't any waves. That things don't get that somebody doesn't do something stupid on the air. Don't rock the boat. That so, so the upper management at CBS in New York has to call down and say what the hell's going on, right? Or at uh, Greater Media, which is now Beasley. That's all these companies do. These guys are professional, cover your ass, put out the fire guys. And in the case of ninety-seven-five in particular, Mike Misinelli. I've said it before. I'm not going to say it again because this is all I will have to say. Yes. This guy has been protected more than a mobster. <laughs> All right? Mobsters have less protection than this guy. (laughs) But God bless him. I don't care about him. I don't care what he does. Mm -hmm. But... Everybody's picking on Josh Innes today because he got fired. And yeah, and I, don't think, oh, I don't think there's any balance here. I agree. You know, and, and, and agree. To me, the, the, it's like burying the lead. Yep. It's like burying the lead story. Yep. The lead story isn't that Josh Innes did something silly on the yeah. air to mock Mike Missinelli mm-hmm. which he did all the time. Mm-hmm. The story is 97.5 doesn't discipline anybody right. for, Nobody. For, for, for the bigger, a fraud. Well, the and bigger here's the effects.
1: thing that makes makes it even more. The fact that... Supposedly, Pat Egan did this on his own mm-hmm. for two years. years. Yeah, it's not like it was a two-week. Everybody supposedly bed. at the station knew about it except for one person somehow. Right, <laughs> and that was Mike Missinelli. Right, let me be that honest. Is, and there's be fair absolutely here. no no way. Let me be fair.
7: Natalie, do you believe Mike Missinelli did not know?
4: Natalie, real quick, before you answer that, quick, you just wave to the camera because there's people who just want you to wave to them. Why? I don't know. Why don't
7: they want to the, don't they want the, the, you wave. Wave. Want well, the cute girl I mean, to wave to them? I don't know. <laughs> is it <an> obvious?
2: <laughs> so I mean, the, the, the thing is, is that I'm not trying to get a... you
7: in trouble, Natalie. I'm just asking you an honest question.
2: <laughs> in trouble for what?
7: Well, I my answer. You said you're not going to rip anybody. I'm not asking you to rip. I'm asking you a, <laughs> a question.
2: I. The thing is, I don't like to give an opinion on something that I don't feel informed about, and I don't know the background of the situation. Do you believe
7: that a producer, if you, you worked at WIP, yeah, if, 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 if Joe Wechter had somebody call in and for two years, two, two years. years pretending a, to be somebody like a that they're not, basis. you yeah. think Angelo Cataldi in any way, shape, or form, when, and it was an employee in the next room, yeah. you think Angelo would
2: not know about it? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Seriously, I, would, I, I find think, it hard to believe, but I do not know. I know you don't know.
7: I don't know either. I'm just saying there's absolutely no way in this particular case that Mike Missanelli did not know. Well
2: that's I mean that's what I'm saying. That's your opinion. My opinion is I don't I don't know enough about that radio station at all to even give one.
1: Well, in this I particular case... both Tony I know Pat. And I, I
2: went to high school with him. What did he know and when did he know it? <laughs> That's what uh, but both, to But
1: Both Tony and I do know that radio station and, and right. frankly, to I me, don't. there is absolutely no way that Mike didn't know. There, I, just, I, I find that so highly doubtful, especially after two years. I could see maybe... A month or two, maybe three months going by without him knowing. But then after two years of weekly phone calls or however long... And
7: they just let this buy, we'll let this die out. So, and again, oh, yeah. I'm not calling for people's heads. I'm not no, saying Mike Smith's now should be fired. But there's got to be balance. I'm saying the fact that they did something this heinous mm-hmm. that made their radio station a national laughingstock mm-hmm. and that nothing happens mm-hmm. as a result. It's like, again, I hate to use Hillary Clinton or, or, or even Donald Trump something stupid happens right. in the case of Trump though the media is so for Hillary right, right. that they'll never let him they just keep yeah, bringing it up exactly 15,000 emails are released mm-hmm. and then the media ignores it right they wow. ignore it because something else happens mm-hmm. that's what's happening in this case this story will go away yep and then tomorrow they' they'll be yeah, I'll rip- go to the next inane topic and it, it, this kind of stuff doesn't go away mm-hmm. it, shouldn't it should go away it usually this doesn't in this, day, this is a stain mm-hmm. on your career. I've done dumb things in my career, and I've been stained by them. Mm-hmm. I did a tweet five years ago during yeah. a baseball game, which this that, p- that, ha- that pales that, in comparison to this. Pales in
6: comparison, in when my I opinion. Did. Yeah, because I, t- I
7: tweeted out something stupid in the heat of I the remember. moment. Listen, I'm not defending what I did. Yeah, but, but guess it, what? When I did what I did, I faced tr- death threats. Yeah, I, I faced losing my job. I faced all kinds of And it was trivial stuff. compared to what I had national that. media people calling mm-hmm. for my firing calling for my execution mm-hmm. for something I did on Twitter. Was it a, a two year, year, joke year joke that went on for you know a, no, a two year No, it was something market. that I did during exactly. a stupid you know baseball how, you know game. Long, I was a dumb fan. You
1: know how long that Twitter post was actually up because as soon as he posted it mm-hmm. he said something to me and I'm like, "Oh my god, do you realize what that sounds that you can't say that." I, rem- I remember oh. that night. What He's was right. It, it was mm-hmm. on for less than 30 seconds. It was uh it was really a shot at Bruce Bochy
7: of the San Francisco Giants Giants are playing the Phillies in the postseason, and one of the giant pitchers threw it uh, Shane Victorino. Right. And I took a shot at Bochi mm-hmm. because one of the things that always bothers me, I don't care who the teams are, when a pitcher has to throw at a guy mm-hmm. in retaliation for something that happened earlier in the game, I find that the utmost in cowardice. Mm-hmm. You're basically, and I don't care who the manager is, it just happened to be Bruce, Bruce Bochy, Bruce Bochy right. that when you, when you instruct a pitcher to throw at a guy to hit him because something happened earlier in the game, that is cowardice. That's right. taking a dangerous weapon and saying, hey, by the way, you go out there and you do it. Right. And I, and I, I basically insulted the pitcher, mm-hmm. and I didn't even know who the pitcher was. Right. Okay. So it wasn't, it wasn't like I knew the pitcher. I had a vendetta. So anyway, I tweeted out, and then I immediately remove it within 30 seconds. But people copy the tweet. They didn't even copy the right. tweet. They just paraphrased the tweet. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, was, I faced over a year I remember. of persecution uh, uh, on a daily I basis. I had national groups threatening mm-hmm. to kill me. Mm-hmm. I had to have armed security. Mm-hmm. over a tweet about a baseball game. Not only and you. And guys like Mike Missanelli can beat up producers on video in bars, can do things year after year after year, and never face the consequences. That's the problem with right. radio, and that's why I'm glad to be away from away it. Away from it. This is further proof that you made the it's right decision. And I'm not saying I should have, I mm-hmm. was treated on, no, I faced mm-hmm. the I, faced I remember. The music. I remember when I happened. faced it was, the music. It was ridiculous. As somebody who's been doing this for 45 years, right. and has a pretty... Damn good record right. of understanding what to say on the air, where the line and not, is. And, and also, not for anything, the PC police back then were not nearly as powerful as they are now. No, they were pretty bad, by the way. But now it's. They're you everywhere. have groups that are looking for people right. that they can target if you right. do something on the internet. I mean, now it's completely out of control, but back then it wasn't even that. And this, I, 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 and by the way, it became that I said it on the air. Yeah, but that it became yeah, just right, a lie, which was a lie. It yeah. never, I never said anything. I remember not like that. That it, it happened. It was never ridiculous. ever ever yeah. said anything like that on the air. You went through hell, but you, you know what? Then I, I faced the consequences Absolutely. of it. Absolutely, yeah, and did. like was... a dope, I left California to move back to Philly right. because Matt Nahagian lied to me about having me come back to Philadelphia and used Robin to try to get me to move back to. And listen, I love Philly; it's my home. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad that I moved back. I'm mad at the bullshit lies. That Matt Nahagian told Robin and me as a reason to get me to leave California and move back to Philadelphia. Because right. That's what bothers he me. He
1: promised you that you would have the morning show.
7: Correct. Mm-hmm. But he was wooing Anthony Gargano on the QT, the time. which right. is a complete fraudulent business mm-hmm. practice. Right. Wow. That's fraudulent. Not He's anymore, fraud. obviously. No, I mean, but it doesn't matter. That's what happens, and that's why that—that's why I'm away from the business. I don't want to deal with that nonsense anymore. Right. And that's why I walked away from it. and I'm perfectly happy. And by doing the way, this.
1: just to set the record straight, it wasn't just when they when Matt was trying to get Tony to move to Philly. It was up until less than a month before they gave they they let Tony go, even though they're saying that Tony quit. A month before Tony. Was let go from 97.5. On the phone, Matt said that when we do a morning show, we're not quite ready yet, but mm-hmm. when we do a morning show, you're my man. Mm-hmm. Those were his exact words.
7: So, anyway, that's all water under the dam now. I just had to get that out there yeah. tonight. Because right. people to this day keep asking me, mm-hmm. you know, what happened what, here? What, what really happened What yeah. But WIP, what happened was I was mm-hmm. lied to. Andy Bloom hired me because he needed me to help Josh, mm-hmm. and I helped him for a couple months, but I didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. I go home at night, number one, and saying, to Robin, I said, I don't feel like I'm number one. Uh, yeah, exactly. And when you do this I remember. and you like what you do and mm-hmm. you go home and you don't feel satisfied doing it anymore, then why do it? You stop doing it. Mm-hmm. And I walked away from a lot of money. Yep. So it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here on a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in a row home in South Philly because I'd, I, I, I'm more principled than I am. Just, just do whatever it takes to get a paycheck right. and get deal with the BS every day and let people step on you and walk all over you and mistreat you mm-hmm. because you got a paycheck coming. Right. A lot of people do that now because oh, they yeah. need the paycheck. Well, so how
2: would you advise people who, want to, who look up to you to get into this business?
7: I would tell them not to. Not because <laughs> of. The, I'm saying if you're talented and you're really good at something, you should pursue it. I'm not saying. I, I'm not going to be one of those. Don't do it now. It's a terrible business. I'm saying that if you want to become really good at this business, uh, women, it's a great opportunity. Women more so than ever. Broadcasting is a great, great opportunity because women. You see them everywhere now. It's not in one of those things. We're not going to. Well, sports is still, but sports is changing now. You're seeing more and more women on radio doing sports talk. You're seeing a ton of women on TV doing anchoring, doing reporting. So it's no longer the, oh, there's a woman on the field, she's in the locker room. Those days are long no, gone. No. I remember when it started, when the first woman was in the locker room and it was a big deal. Remember Sam Weiss with the Bengals? Absolutely. <laughs> so those days are gone. Women are respected as long as the athletes respect the person's sports knowledge, and you have to have sports knowledge. And you're not just in the locker room trying to hook up with athletes. Right. And I think we, we, those days are pretty much gone for the most part. Right. Young people, they should pursue it. But if you're pursuing it thinking that you're going to make a million dollars a year, yeah. Forget this about isn't it. the avenue to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Angelo Cataldi's and the people who are making a million dollars a year, those days are over. Days are over. Mm-hmm. God bless Angelo. I mean, he was there at the beginning. He got it done right. And he's making all the money he can because he's earned it and because he commands it. And they have to pay him because they can't afford to lose him. Yeah. But those jobs are few and far between now. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out <laughs> All right, That's my rant There you have it Beautiful Anybody wants to comment You can call Is phone yes. lines working? Phone lines are working Are they? We will call yes. some people too <laughs> We're, we're,
4: we're, we're, we're going to have Don't call us We'll call you We have some people That, that okay. messaged us earlier That wants to call them In a second hour We'll do that
7: Wait are you ripping Brian again Natalie?
2: <laughs> no I just <laughs> Everybody was, still
7: wants to call no, Natalie
4: I, for I some was reason. Never,
2: I was never ripping Brian. I just don't know where, like, no. I was supposed to answer the phone. That's why I'm just confused. Well, I mean, yeah, face, Facebook
4: Live is sitting like, Natalie's personal Tinder. Is it
7: really? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, oh, this God. is people. It's this is not a way to hit on the people on the show. <laughs> people <laughs> want to, to talk, talk no, to Natalie about You, you about want to hit on us, you DM us, guys. Exactly, <laughs> right. You go to Twitter like everybody else and get People lying. want to talk to Natalie about your rant. I don't understand what's going on here. Yeah. It <laughs> doesn't make sense. Natalie has no opinion. Exactly. Why would you want to talk to her?
2: I have an opinion. I just, <laughs> I would prefer to, you know, I. It, it's not. I just don't. It's just not my avenue, and you know that. What avenue? I my
7: ask avenue. you an opinion. Tashunk I I Avenue, have an an opinion. right at the corner.
2: I have an opinion on the Eagles and you know the Phillies and the Sixers. I
7: want an opinion on the broadcasting media <laughs> in which you have been involved in. <laughs> Don't forget the radio for years. Look,
2: I, I, I still, I still want to grow my career. I love, I love broadcasting media. I love radio. I love podcasting. I love television. So, like. I I am on the very other end of the spectrum from you. You walked away on top. You know what I mean. I'm still a peon scraping at the bottom. I'm not telling you to burn bridges. People never get a job. We're we're crawling.
4: We're We're crawling. crawling,
1: Well, let me let me. We need to clarify something because I don't think that the medium is there's no opportunity there. I actually think that the medium itself has even more opportunity than there was before. It's just not necessarily through terrestrial radio.
5: It's okay.
2: not even that, oh, no. Robin. I'm That's not, even, not true. No, it's not even terrestrial radio. I, I think it's just when it comes down to business politics, It, it if you want my opinion, it's business. And Absolutely. You, right. And when That's you take is. the passion out of anything, just like the NFL, just like Major League Baseball, it's a business. People get cast aside, fired, promoted, lied to, like, because it's business. You of course. know what I mean? And and it's not it's just radio. And it doesn't by the way. make that's it right. Everywhere. Yeah, no, and it doesn't make any of it right. It doesn't so make any of it right. So we
4: actually have someone who wants to talk. Jim from Cheltenham is on the line. He wants to talk radio. This guy knows radio. Does
7: he have any tape of me? Uh, I, I don't know. We're going to find out. Best? We're going to find out in a minute. It's an 18 minute gap. I don't know. <laughs> Hang
4: tight. We're going to uh, we're gonna,
7: we're gonna try to pull him up. We're going <laughs> to do a phone system here. And he also oh, want to talk to Natalie? No, surprisingly. Is he on my phone? Because
4: I don't
2: know where my phone is.
4: No, that's gone. Don't worry about stupid things.
2: Robin
7: didn't know where a phone was. We just here, put, here. almost had a heart attack. <laughs> we put
4: it on eBay.
2: Here. It's yeah. a burner, phone, burner yeah. phone.
3: All right,
7: there you go. That's my next phone yeah, my coming flip, up in September. I got a flip phone. Uh, I got a rotary phone. I'm getting here, a then. flip phone in October. You mark my words. Right, I believe Robin <laughs> thinks I'm kidding. You get him cheap. Robin thinks I'm joking. I am getting a flip phone. I'm my getting a beeper. Phone. I'm going to have two pagers. You know my
1: beeper? Yes. I'm getting <laughs> a sky pager. A pager. <laughs> a how about a sky pager?
7: Hey, Jim, how are you,
0: buddy? Tony? Yes, Jim. How are you doing? Hey,
7: Beautiful, man.
0: Well, the situation with the two radio stations here in town gets uglier and uglier.
7: Yeah, I mean, again, I I don't want to keep ripping the stations. You know what? They do what they do. I'm not a part of either place anymore. I don't even pay attention. I I, I mean, I got caught up in this because Robin's telling me last night at 1130 in bed when I'm watching some ghost show that uh, I'm watching that movie The Fifth Wave. Did you see that movie? The Alien thing was pretty good. The fifth wave. Yeah, it was out out earlier this year at Bomb, but it was all right. Anyway, so Robin's telling me, did you see this about Mike Missanelli and Josh Innes? I said, no. So she starts reading me all these websites. I'm like, I don't want to hear that crap. (laughs) I don't care.
1: I'm not going to tolerate your crap today. <laughs> Trying
7: yeah, to get some pretty much, sleep.
1: Pretty much what he said.
7: I'm worried about the Phillies pitching and the young guys can't throw right. anymore. <laughs> exactly. Getting bombarded. <laughs> what's the guy's name? Jake Thompson? Yes. Yeah. The ERA is uh It's still calculating. Infinity. Infinity. Speak. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what's higher. I just, Joe tweeted the national debt clock. National yeah. debt no, clock. I couldn't find the ERA. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what's higher. The ERA or Norm's tab Cheers. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was over seven going in. So Wow. I mean,
0: All right, Jim. Go ahead, man. We've ripped the Phillies. I don't understand... 97.5 are getting the best ratings they've ever had, and they pull this stunt with these two producers. You know, th- it just makes no sense. It was like Barry Bonds, who is a great hitter, but all of a sudden he takes steroids. It's basically almost the same situation. Makes no sense. Good
7: point. Well, it's a very competitive. I mean, I, I understand it. It's very competitive. WIP's been the big dog for a long time. 97.5 has made inroads. You know, and, and there's choice. People want choice, right? Isn't that what everybody wants? They want a yeah. choice. They don't want a monopoly. They don't want just one choice to listen to or right. else you'd listen to nothing else. Exactly. Especially now with all the options you have in social exactly. media. Exactly. But these people say, well, I listen to the New York station. Right. No, you don't. They don't talk. If, if you're a Philly person, you're not listening to Mike Francesor. Right. Okay? He's talking about the Yankees and the Mets. Unless you're a Yankee or a Mets fan. Right. I'll go back and forth just because the Philly stations have been such garbage lately. So, Since well, one Tony Bruno left. We all well, the
0: situation that. really that now is the changing of beasley buying ninety seven point five and so, uh... what i'm hearing a lot of people are nervous at that stage and they're going to lose their jobs though they're not going to change the format they may be doing more national radio than local radio because it's much cheaper doing national radio than doing a local show
7: well they had that you remember they had espn programming They had mike and mike on in the morning they didn't do a local morning show they had espn programming i think from like ten p.m. to six a.m. and so 6 to ten p.m. to ten a.m. so twelve hours of the day was syndicated And you see it in most smaller markets, and now you're going to start seeing it in bigger markets because radio stations, you know, don't want to spend the money because they're looking at the bottom line. It's like every industry. They're looking at the bottom line, and why pay people to sit around and talk sports when you don't have to? Right.
2: Which is why (laughs) for someone like me who just loves to do this, that's what you got to be into it for. You're right, Tony. If you're into it for the money— no,
7: not you're get it. SOL. Exactly. It's like Luigi. He's yeah. he's into this for the money. And you look at him. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's destined just to sink it. and ship. Yeah, really?
4: <laughs> the same shirt I'm for not three in weeks. For, I'm not in it for the money. I'm
7: in it for the love of the game, Tony. Exactly. You, know you really, you really the love are because the there ain't no money here. Damn right, Now, Jim. <laughs> let me ask you this: as a man who appreciates radio? You've, you've been listening, a Tony. Though he's been listening to radio forever, like yes. I have. I grew up listening. He's the one that has all your tapes and archives. He has more tapes in my career than I do because I don't have anything. But now, do you tape radio programs now like you did back in the day, Jim?
0: Um, not really, but like I said, trying to explain this, Beasley has this, this situation right now. They already own the old 610 WIP now. Correct. They're playing 18 hours of ESPN radio every day, but the ESPN threw a lot of money at them. Right. So now what do they do? They, they get rid of 610, do 97, do they simulcast both stations?
7: They probably and will they simulcast. They can't be happy
0: what has happened the last couple of days, I no, and then nobody is. It's a little differently than not greater media.
7: I'm not, call, I'm not hoping that everybody at both radio stations lose their jobs. Or no. I'm not saying that. I I'm mean, I like, for balance, I, I, love, I love these people. I love a lot of people. I respect them. There's a couple people I don't respect, but I don't really care about them. They don't care about me. But for the most part, everybody I've worked with, I get along with. I respect them. They like me. I like them. I think that's pretty much been the way it's gone in my career. But, uh, but, but the, the people who think they're going to lose their jobs are not the important people. That's the problem. The two people that are not going to lose their jobs are Angelo Cataldi and Mike Missanelli at, at 97.5. Right. You know, and then at WIP, Angelo's not going to lose his job. Well, he's almost... He's,
0: and Anthony Gargano's not, right I mean, yeah. yeah, not going to retire. He's retired. Yeah, he's not going to retire. Angelo has two years left in his contract. He's it's not, Gianelli, not going to I think we'll hang it up in another three, at the most four nah, years. Yeah,
7: Mike Missanelli will never retire. But well, Angelo
0: is. And I, uh, I,
7: I, I don't should, know whether Angelo... Right? He's, he's already just, hinted
0: that he may be retired. He
7: hints that every time... I talked to him three years ago when he was about to sign his new contract. He said he wasn't going to sign it. He wanted to retire. Yeah. You know what? Because Angelo... I love Angelo. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. So he knows that if he gives this up, mm-hmm. he's got to go do something else. Right. His, <laughs>
2: format, his format of his show is just so tried and, and tested, and it, and it works. So, I mean, he's not going to make any changes. He's just going to keep doing what he's doing. Exactly.
7: It's not that he That's needs the I money. He's so it's yeah, not that no, he, not he, not he doesn't need the money. He's <laughs> got His nah. own Facebook account. Does, does Natalie have a call-in number? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Paying no attention to the rant. I got to gonna... Anyway, Jim, you know what? I'm, I don't want to. Do, I don't want to discourage people. <laughs> I don't want to tell people the radio industry sucks. It doesn't. It's been my life. I mean, if it wasn't for the radio industry, I wouldn't have had a great career. You know, I owe over- everything to radio. I, I love radio. I'm not saying it's awful. I'm just saying that the way it's changed, like every other industry, it's, it's
0: but big, that's why you're big changing big with it. I mean, yeah. like, it's a trouble Tony. The, the AM radio is just about dead, mm-hmm. and FM has a major problems. I and mean, you are seeing yep. the two problems with the two sports stations. They both had problems, you know. Correct, but their problems are 9, you know
7: what the hey, problems, problems them from? Most
0: likely, WIP is going to be sold pretty, in the next two years. Yeah, but they're not going to CBS flip. to get rid of all their stations.
7: Yeah, but when somebody buys CBS, they have the Eagles, they have the Phillies, they have the important properties. That's what they have. And then and once you have the two main sports franchises in the city, like the Phillies and the Eagles, you're in good shape. You're in good shape. And yes. so they're not in trouble. No, neither one of these stations is in trouble. Mm-hmm. Now, are their employees in trouble? Some of them are, but they're oh, not yes, in uh, trouble. The... Hello? All right, Jim, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for checking in. Oh,
0: Tony, thanks a lot. Take care.
7: All right. I didn't mean to go off on it because I didn't have a scripted rant. No, it was, pre- it was perfect. No, you, was... you got to talk from the heart. That's what you got to do. Exactly. I'm not Donald Trump. I'm not running for president. And you don't know, so read from don't, a teleprompter like other uh, politicians. Uh, no, really- I don't. I, I do. I speak from the heart. I so know. I don't need a teleprompter. Yes. I we even get- had a couple of notes, but I don't
4: even look at my notes. That's right. We have a few other people that are on hold right now too, and I want to talk about radio since we're talking about radio right now. Yes. It's kind of, right. of pertinent, so we're going to pull them. Up. I
7: got to get to the important things, like uh, yes, Joey Bosa. Yeah, Joey. Exactly. <laughs> Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa. Seventeen million dollars. No it ain't good enough. No. <laughs> I want more money. A <laughs> dope. Remember, everybody thought this kid was a dope when he was coming out of college. Yeah. Remember draft day? People absolutely. And then he, and then he went up to number three because he's a great talent. Right. He's got a seventeen million dollar body and a ten cent brain. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a lot the lot of, of them around.
4: We're gonna uh, tell him we're gonna go to Tom from uh, from Newtown. Well, let's go to Tom in Newtown because
7: I have to play Our the boy, national waffle Tommy day. Oh yeah, national, we're gonna, we're gonna get to that. It's National Waffle Day, and you know what else it is, Natalie and Robin? What? What else? It's Kobe Day. Oh, Kobe nice. beef? Kobe brat. No. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good ribeye, either. To... Are we it?
2: having sliders? <laughs> no,
7: it's Kobe. <laughs> second hour. Day. He
2: has Mamba his own hour. day.
7: Mamba out, baby. From right. Los Angeles.
2: I love Kobe.
7: Kobe beef or Kobe Bryant? Both. Oh, Both. Yeah. <laughs> a little beef on the side. Yeah. You can't even buy a Kobe beef at most. Uh, no, 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 isn't it
2: like $80 for no, a Brian? No, I don't know, but
7: I, did you crazy? see the ribeyes that we got the other day?
1: Yes. Oh, they, they were, were unreal, yeah, yeah. And it tasted
7: good. A- Ac- Lancaster brand. Akame, on the tenth of Reed. Yeah, exactly right. Nice. they were the side of the old Moya prison. Right, with the bullet hole still in the uh, wall over there. Exactly yes. right. Keep That's hanging inside. in there, Tom. We'll get to you in a second. Tom, I'm went to sleep. We went off on a Kobe beef ride. Tom, do you
2: like sliders?
7: (laughs) I'm a big
5: slider guy, Natalie. Thank you for asking. There you go. That's our boy, Real Tommy Pro on Twitter. What's going on, Tom?
7: Uh, Hello? Where are you, man? Go ahead.
5: Oh, no, nothing. I wanted to talk about what was going on in the radio today. You know, Joe and I always go back and forth how we listen to the New York sports radio during the day because the regular radio. You know, in Philly, the sports radio is just, it, it's not like it used to be when you and Harry Mays were on. Mm-hmm. Or even, you know, on Saturdays when Glenn and Ray Diddy are on. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's its really, its a, I it's just brutal. don't like it. As a Philly sports fan, I want to hear good talk. I want to hear good takes. And that's not something that we have right now.
7: We deserve better. So, when I listen to Mike Francesa, I have to have an interpreter, though, because <laughs> so, I can't understand what he's saying. That's the best part of it. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the best part. It's enormous. But he's well, right. Tommy's right. Huge. Yes, huge, 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 huge.
5: So, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of how I feel about the whole situation. Mm -hmm. The other thing I wanted to say was, you know, we had this whole Dwayne from Swedesboro. I don't know one black guy that lives in Swedesboro. Let's be honest. (laughs) Excuse me while I whip. Well, I
7: know the bottles are down there. Actually, you know who used to live in Swedesboro and he's a black guy? Who? Former Eagle great, defensive lineman, Hunter (laughs) extraordinaire. Trent Cole? Yes. Trent Cole uh, Trent lived in Swedesboro. Yes, for the he did hunt. Not he had a hobby for the hunt. Yes, he did. No, when he played is. for the Eagles, he lived in Swedesboro. Wow. You sure he didn't just oh, drive man. through Swedesboro? No, I'm telling you, Trent Cole. That else. is right. good, Swedesboro. Right. I know my Swedesboro. Yes, very the, Sweden, no, no, the King of Sweden. No, the, was it the King of Sweden was there? It was uh, named after Sweden. Oh, is that yeah. how it happened? I think so. I think he. was. Well, no, I heard the Swedish I think Chef lived there. Visited. The King
1: of Sweden visited.
7: Gotcha.
5: But they named the My parents had their wedding reception at the Old Swedes, which is not there
7: anymore. No, not there anymore. It's correct.
2: That's in Swedesboro. Yes. Yes. My my father was married at Old Swedes on Delaware Ave. Wow. How about that?
7: Old Swedes, Church.
2: Yeah. Oh, down there.
7: Yeah, it's still there. Or they call it Swedesboro in Jersey. Swedesboro. (laughs) (laughs) Swedesboro. Like Paulsboro. Exactly. Yes. And it's our own. By the way, by the way, Tony,
1: um, <laughs> a petition has been started on Change.org to get you back on terrestrial radio. Uh, here that will not
7: happen. <laughs> How about a GoFundMe? <laughs> now, unless we do a GoFundMe, yes, we can exactly. raise seven figures. Right. If I can get some Saudi donors or some people around the world, <laughs> why don't you just pay start for your own, play? Why
2: don't you just start your own radio? Store your own foundation.
7: Nah, it costs money. The I Bruno have, Foundation. I have to build people. <laughs> super rich people who have too much money to have it send some my way to yes. continue this kind of... It's like NPR. Exactly. I want to yes. be like NPR now. Right. I, mean, I used to do begathons like twice a year. Mm-hmm. Now it's like every week. Yeah, every week. Every time you turn and on... And you get a free umbrella, though. Exactly. Yeah, for $1,000 hun- get, get For $1,000, you get a CD. Exactly. But <laughs> well,
1: we have started the new the new thing, the Bruno Nation. Well,
7: people do love stick Bruno Nation. Bruno
1: Nation. <laughs> 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 it rolls off the tongue. Yes. Sounds good. I like so.
7: Bruno Brigades, too. Bruno Brigade. Bruno Brigade. I think we're going to be in the parade. We're actually yes. going to be right behind, uh, right behind Froggy Car. Froggy Car. Exactly, exactly right. Can <laughs> we hold the microphone? Stand umbrellas. It
1: sounds, it sounds like <laughs>
7: beat the crap out of each other.
1: The Bruno Brigade sounds like Natalie and I are out front with a uh, twirling yes. batons or exactly. something.
7: Exactly. Oh. You'll <laughs> lead the charge.
2: Can I play like a ukulele or
5: something? Yeah. Yes. A How about a banjo. Banjo, <laughs> banjo, banjo. Or,
7: or xylophone. And Luigi, will <laughs> play a skin flute.
5: <laughs> oh. 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 No, come on. Oh. What up? <laughs> <laughs> so listen, it was great talking with you guys. I appreciate you it. You too, Tommy. Tom. Right, Tommy,
7: thanks right, so much, Tommy. buddy. See you on Twitter, brother. There he is, Tommy Pro. Is he the real Tommy Pro? Yes. Yeah, we're going to go to... Is there go. a fake Tommy Pro? Not, no, no, he's the real one. See, the we one do one not one. have fake callers on this show. He's a good guy. If he's anybody good. wants to call pretending to be a fake black guy or a fake Jewish guy <laughs> or a fake Irish guy, we don't play that on this show. No. Don't go there with me, as someone exactly. once said. <laughs> don't go there with me. We keep it real on this show, and as Alan Iverson's mom once said, "Yes, Luigi, you want to keep it real." Don't go, yeah, <laughs> Don't go there with me. Don't go there with me. Don't go
5: there with me. You want to keep it real? You keep it real with me. That's your report. That for no games.
7: Damn right. That's genuine. That's uh, spitting the real truth. That's right real. There. We're
4: gonna go to uh, to Zach
7: from the KOP. That would From be King, king of, of Prussia, Prussia. No, correct? Where nice. well, the mall now is all one. There is no right. more separation between us. King of Prussia, but the traffic closet. is real.
4: So you know,
1: Sweetsboro was because the King of Sweden, the King of Prussia is King of Prussia. Well, you know what Prussia, isn't
4: King of Prussia? One of our favorite restaurants, Cantina Laredo. Yes. That's oh
6: come on, oh, don't gosh. hate on my KOP.
2: No
7: I love King not. of Prussia, man. Are you kidding me? Oh,
2: Cantina Laredo. We're
7: down with KOP. <laughs> that was a great <laughs> night. That was awesome.
6: Buddy. <laughs> Have you been to the mall since what? What up, Wednesday? What up, yo? Hey, I missed your sample, but I wanted to chime in real quick. I think uh, 97.5 is going down fast, but they keep a profile on all of their big-name callers. There's no way that they didn't know just about all this, and it's just—it's mm-hmm. really frustrating. I feel like this is another—I uh, <laughs> feel like the, they work for the Patriots or something because it's just a bit of a big-time scam.
1: Well, our understanding is that everybody at 97.5 admits that they knew about it. It's just that— Supposedly, Mike Missinelli was the only one at the station that somehow didn't know.
6: Hmm. You believe that? That just makes no no sense to me. That that makes no sense. They're big time over there. They're pushing their ratings. They're in a battle with WIP, and they keep on pushing hard like that. That's just that's a bogus story. And what they portrayed him to be, I, I'm sorry, I'm not. And, and the the personality he portrayed on the radio, it just. <laughs> I never really actually heard it, I, I,
7: so I, that's why I was asking Luigi. Today. I said, "So with this Dwayne guy, Pat Egan playing Dwayne, black guy, was he was he portraying a legitimate, serious sports talk caller, or was he a, was he was he an act? Was he shtick?"
1: By the way, turn your turn your radio off in the background; we can yeah, hear. You
7: have the radio, Robin. This is all over no, the no, internet.
1: No, well, what well, are to?
6: Live <laughs> to be Just turn. Oh,
1: uh, that that's my shower.
6: Sorry. Hmm. Hey, no, but this is the, if you listen to him, they tried to portray him as a, just a typical African-American, yep. and he did a lot of strange things. Mm-hmm. And for him to come across that way, it just, I, I don't, like, they weren't thinking. They didn't both, I didn't cross before they came up up the idea. I think they tried a little radio stunt one night, and it worked, and they ran with it, and Mike found out too late, and it was too popular at that point. Like, they still have calls like Iggy, e., Bernie, and all those people they keep track of,
7: no, I but know Bernie. This, not see, if know, is, doesn't make sense. No, we met, oh,
6: Bernie.
1: Bernie met Bernie from Brumal. Bernie from Brumal is legit. He really is a real guy, and, and, very nice, sweet and guy. And one thing about no, I, Bobby, I
6: know, I know he's legit. But I'm just saying, they keep track of their their callers that you know they have they have the street cred. They know, and that's what I'm saying. For, for Mike not to be on that, no, I don't believe that one bit.
7: I don't either. Again, I really don't because knowing this, doing local, even on national shows that we've done, whenever we go out and meet people. We meet people who are callers that we've never met. We meet people who are Twitter followers that we've never met. So most of the, especially regular callers now, regular callers, you get to know them. Yeah. You you don't think that they're fake. There's not one caller I've ever had in my 40-plus years of doing this that I said, uh, even the guy who used to call me stoned at night, he was pretending he was smoking a (laughs) bong. I actually had him prove it, and he did. He he lit it up on the air because I thought he was doing sound effects. Wasn't Ricky Williams. No, no, it wasn't (laughs) Ricky
6: Williams. But but no, no so, so my point is, you're this... exactly right. You know why everybody's calling it. Oh, I met you at Fanatic Fest, and they're putting exactly names to yep. mm-hmm. and so
7: to perpetrate a fraud for two years and have a person. And again, I don't want to see. Bomani Jones on ESPN has been trashing Pat Egan. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to trash Pat Egan. Pat Egan's a young guy trying to move up in the industry, okay? Like when Howard exactly. Stern has his callers in, mm-hmm. they're not fake people. You know, when he has handicapped people that he calls names and, and, and it gives a name too. Not not trying to degrade them, right. But he gives them labels, right? This is uh whatever. You know, he, he yeah, gives so people this names. is one arm rick or whatever. But that's, that's what right. they are. They're not somebody pretending to be another race or another gender or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why to me well, that's fraud. Mm-hmm.
6: Well, and here's my last question, you guys then I'll let you go. Did you see what Josh tweeted on his way out, his photo? Uh just of the African-American yeah. with the white eyes. It was
7: Al Jolson.
1: Yes, Al Jolson. No, Robin Black. showed yes. me
7: that last night. That was Al Jolson but, back it, in the You see the 30, point no. he was trying to make. Yeah. It, yes. it, it, it didn't play well.
6: Well, he tweeted that his way out the door, so who cares? Mm-hmm. He can say whatever he wants. He probably knew he was getting the kick out the door. Right, but at that point, he didn't, he didn't care. Honestly, he, he knew. He was trying to expose all that. Mm-hmm.
7: So. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not taking sides here. I mean, you do something dumb, Oh, I, I didn't hear any of the Josh stuff because I didn't hear any of this stuff. No. But I didn't hear uh, Joe, Luigi was telling me that uh, that he had people calling in pretending to be fake callers. Yeah. So it was shtick. Mm-hmm. He portrayed it as you're going to be fake, and some guy called in pretending to be Carlos Ruiz. Right. And doing a Hispanic thing. Oh, so what God. Josh, what
4: Josh I didn't did, know that. Yeah, really? Well, what, what Josh did was he basically... He made fun of the whole situation by saying, "Tonight, today, just call up and be whoever you want to be. So people were and saying... Which this, is actually hey, kind of funny. To be hey, fair to Josh, that is kind of yeah. funny.
1: That's I, I thought a it was funny kinda, idea. It was a
4: funny idea. People were calling saying, hey, this is the tooth fairy. What's up? Right, right. You know what I mean? Like stupid stuff like that. But then a few people went a little too far and took it like, you know, they were... Blatantly being racist and saying racist things on air, and they just let it. That's, go. It just and that's where and that's where Josh to went stop wrong. Yeah. Where
1: instead of cutting them off, he yeah. just let them go. Like he said, you said that there was one guy that one guy in
4: particular portrayed Carlos Ruiz, and he was basically just laying out every and single and it went on Mexican for like fifteen minutes or something like that. Yeah, and well, I saw a quote end. from <laughs> Josh,
7: I saw a quote from Josh's agent uh, when I was reading up on this stuff today, saying that uh, they were looking for a reason to get rid of him. Josh didn't get fired because of what he did on the air yesterday. He got fired because Andy Bloom's not there, and he had nobody there to keep him in line. Ever since Bloom was fired, uh-huh. and that's why he went out of control. How did you, Andy
1: Bloom didn't didn't keep him that. in line back then? There's no, there was nobody ever keeping him in line.
7: No, Andy Bloom would talk to him every day and try to. And, but there was and, no
1: keeping him in no, line. No, he would
7: just remind him every day to, to you know try to keep it reasonable, and then he would do whatever he wanted. But at least he had somebody constantly on him. That's true. And, but obviously, that didn't happen once Andy Bloom got fired. But anyway, you know what? That's what happens in the business. People are tired of this stuff, and, you know, it, it happens in yeah. all media. Mike,
6: Tony, my question is to you, though. What, what do you see this doing to Philly Sports Radio? Like, are, are we going to go back? Like, I think 97.5 could be absorbed, and we're going to go back to the national pitch. What do you see this doing to, you know, Philly Sports folk Radio because we're not the New York or L.A.?
7: I don't think I, – I, my opinion, I don't know inside information. I'm not a venture capitalist. But here's the thing.
6: What do you think?
7: Yeah. There's there's two sports stations in one of the greatest sports cities in the world. To tell me that they're both one of them is going to go away doesn't make any sense. Why would Beasley buy a station? I mean, MMR is a powerhouse, right? They got the number one morning show. Yep. Right. They got MGK, which does well. You know, they got Ben FM, which does okay. So it's not like they have bad properties that are all hemorrhaging money. They all make money. MMR makes a ton of money. 975 makes money. The problem is. That, that, uh, that they want to make more money. Mm-hmm. And the way you make more money is by getting rid of more employees. ESPN did the same thing. ESPN, you know, was making gazillions of dollars, but they, were, they wanted to make more money. They wanted to cut the overhead, mm-hmm. so they started getting rid of some of their big-name talents. Keith Olbermann you know, and Chris Berman, and they're pushing him yep. out the door now. Yep. They don't want superstars. They just want people who are going to tune it in and watch the highlights and move on. They don't want to create stars because stars command money. They want everybody to think... You're only watching this because you're watching the brand. You're not watching the individual talent. But in radio, it's different because in radio, especially talk radio, sports talk, or general talk, people are listening to the host. They're not listening for music. No. They're listening for what the host the has to say right. or what the, the 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 scope of the show is. You right. either do like you rel- it or you don't? Right. Do you relate to the person? Do you like exactly. the person's ideas? Do you agree with the person? Do you, right. or do you listen just to hate? Exactly. You know, one or the other, one way or the other. You're listening either because you. It's the old Howard Cosell routine. You are, you you hated him or you loved him or <laughs> yep, you listen to you them. listen to him no matter what. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's going to happen. Biggest, I, I don't think I don't, think, the, sta- I don't think either station's going away. I could be wrong, but I doubt it. It just Man. doesn't make it My biggest sense. I think it's
6: frustration though. I wish I know this will never happen. So it's a stupid to even say. Yeah. But I wish there was no filter on the sound offs, so we could really hear what the ninety seven five fans are feeling because you know exactly they're playing what they want the people to hear. Oh, of course, they the ed- no, the but they're I'm not. not they're not going to air
7: no. critical phone calls. You know, they'll air yeah. funny ones. No, they're all recorded and then they edit them during the day and put them together. I don't have a problem with that. It's obviously a popular bit. Yeah. All right, man. Appreciate your call. Thanks yeah. for calling in, man. So, Thanks, uh,
6: Tony. Have a good night.
4: You what too. Up? What up, yeah? <laughs> By the way, you,
7: me, We have an APB out for Jose.
4: I actually yeah. called I called him out of the kindness, kindness of you talk my to him? heart. No, I got his answer machine, but I let him know that we were worried about him because we haven't seen him on social media. No. We haven't heard from him anywhere. Oh, no. Remember, yeah, we exactly. called him the last two Wednesday last nights. Last
1: two Wednesdays, and we were kind of making fun of him for not answering, but now I'm worried. So,
4: real quick, um, I have a few more people on hold right now, and I'm being told that the phones are burning up pretty big. So we're going to take two more calls, Tone.
7: Now, how many calls will we take for Natalie in the second hour? Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> all of them.
5: <laughs>
4: the, depends how many she wants, man. Really? <laughs> how many <laughs> sliders can you handle, sweetheart? <laughs> <laughs> she gets online all the time. So, Stop it. I'm sorry. I couldn't help <laughs> myself. Jeez. <laughs> so what's going to happen realize that
7: sexual harassment?
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I do. But I don't get paid, and this isn't a, exactly a, a, you know,
2: a business, so it's okay. Um... It's you're fric- just <laughs> you're just hitting on me in Tony's li- uh, dining room. Right, that's exactly. <laughs> that's, <harmless>. that's <laughs> all, what it's That's all, Thomas. What happens when you're in sports we
1: radio? Anybody, guy. any female that's in sports radio exactly. better be able to handle I you, anything. I got you, Kobe beef oh, yeah.
7: right here right, 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 right. 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 When you're breaking, breaking uh, Tony yeah. with <laughs> meat USDA, sauce, that's prime right. Rim, you're right. sitting right. around breaking bread. You got to expect Slipping family type of it's like a happy family
4: here, right? So what I'm suggesting is I say we take these two calls. Go to uh, go to break a few minutes late, and then we'll figure out exactly how many we want to have out. In Before the second we have a I, lot to get to in the second hour. Yes, yes,
1: and just for those of you who are listening live on Facebook Live, mm-hmm. we're going to do the show in two segments. So at the end, when we go to break, uh, this. Stream will end, and we will restart another one, so make sure that you switch over.
7: To Facebook Live?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's still going to be on mm. Facebook Live. It's just going to be in a new stream, because uh, the stream starts to get choppy after... Oh, it does? Yeah, and uh, Facebook That's not just Louise
7: drinking wine. No, the <laughs> wine's been going.
4: I've been on coffee. People are also asking, especially one person, uh, Michael here on Facebook, has been asking, where is the show hosted from? Tony. Now, normally, Tony introduces the entire show, but today was a little bit mm. different, and he went right into his... Topic rant. of the
7: day. So. But no, I, ha- I tried to introduce everybody. Did I said it? Luigi no, was cooking no, no, all day. No, but Joe normally, Corrado's here. Natalie.
4: we're live from somewhere. Today, we are live from the Bruno compound in yeah. South yeah. Philadelphia. In
7: the living room. Not Sunny Hill's living room. No. 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 We're from the dining room. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Sunny Hill has the we're living t- room. We're Tony Bruno's dining room. <laughs> we are actually at my dining room table. We're not discussing South- Tom Gola tonight. No, we're, we're in not in South Philadelphia. We're not in Washington Township. Yes. We're not in Deptford. No. We're Definitely in not South We're not in Sweetsboro. I'll tell you how much right now. Although we've been in Swedesboro, we've done shows. Yes, from yes Swedesboro. we have. Breeders. We never ran into Dwayne, <laughs> Dwayne
4: there. No. We're gonna uh, right now. We're gonna go to Steve from Colorado Springs, and he's gonna turn his uh, his radio down a little bit. He'll turn his computer down. Turn whatever, whatever he's you got going
7: on over there. Hey, Steve, what's going on out there, man? Not much. What's going on with you guys? Let me check. It's not that um, busy, man. It's not. I that just busy.
5: wanted to. I just wanted to pipe in. Just give you a couple comments. I heard what you guys are talking about. I originally from Philadelphia back in the seventies. And I remember listening to those, I'm just going to call them crap sports radio shows in those days. The ones I was on. W- <laughs> no, not- <laughs> no, no, but WIP in the early days was, was a crap show then. And it's a crap show now. Well, I don't, and know I don't about blame that. them. And, uh, Josh Innes, I remember hearing that day when he, when he had that racial little, uh, Little, little uh, conversation that one day, and you know, I'm sure I was hoping the axe was going to fall the next day, but apparently it did not. And uh, let me say this about Josh: Josh
7: is not a racist. He's done some dumb things. No, I'm not saying he is a racist.
5: No, I'm not saying he is a racist. But when you make racist comments like that, it points to it puts a dark cloud over top of you, in my opinion. No, no
7: doubt about it. And people are super sensitive. You say anything on the air anymore? People are looking for things to Absolutely. try to, to to label you. Mm-hmm. You know, the people Absolutely. want to label you, and
5: uh, regardless whether it's political, Absolutely. whether it's religion. To, yeah. I used to listen to you back in the day out in California, too, so I go way back.
7: Well, it's only like um, 15 years ago, though, man. That's that's oh, not even halfway yeah, I back. Yeah, it's I know. That ain't know. way back. It's only like a quarter of a year. Uh, <laughs> 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 You're heading back. The block. That's yeah.
5: No, that's, more, that's not yeah. even halfway back. Oh. Yeah. And I'll let you go here in a minute. I just want to give two uh, major major shout outs to to Miss Robin, and also major shout outs to to your uh, to Pison Joe. Thank you, Steve. And to uh, Luigi sitting right next to him. So, what about Natalie? Know? Is she chocolate over And Natalie? Yeah, Joe. Joe, if you can hear me, this yes. is Steve from uh, the social network. I got you. Gotcha. I got gotcha. you. Oh, you were in the movie, The Social
7: got Network. The Social Network. Yeah. Did you play Zuckerberg? I, That's <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm spitting image. Anyway, do I look like him? Yeah. Now,
1: a, Steve, this is the same Steve, gr- right, that's been hoping that we can make a remote trip to Denver sometime, yes. right?
7: Yes. correct. That's me. No, Colorado Springs, not it's Denver, right?
1: Colorado,
5: Colorado uh, Springs.
1: Yes. Well, hopefully, anyway, one of these days, tr- we're going to bring the uh, the Bruno wagon out there.
5: Absolutely. Hey, love your show, guys, and keep up the great work. Okay. Thanks, Thank Steve. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. The great Steve okay. in
7: Colorado Springs. Yes. Hello. Big fan. You know who lives in Colorado Springs, too, don't you? Who? One of the great baseball players, a guy who really, you know, we talk about the Mendoza line. Mm-hmm. You know, the Mario Mendoza. Yeah, Mario. You yes, hit yes, ser- yes, yes. Do you know oh, who had no, a I mean. lower average than Mario Mendoza? Who? Bob Bucher? No. <laughs> a guy who worked at ESPN, he was a Major League Ball player. Soup Campbell, not Bill uh. Campbell, the broadcaster.
1: Oh, wait, wait, wait. There was actually somebody named Soup, Soup Campbell. Campbell. Well,
7: Bill Campbell, the former 76er <laughs> announcer and Eagle announcer who did the Wilt Chamberlain 100-point game on the broadcast. Right. Late, great guy, Bill Campbell. The dean. Died a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. In his, I think he was near 100, right? He was, was in, his in his 90s. Mid-90s, yeah. Bill Campbell, but not, not that Soup Campbell. So everybody anybody whose name's is Campbell, you, the nickname right. was always Soup. Not Earl right? Campbell. But you remember, uh, you remember Campbell who used to work at ESPN? No. Not Bill Campbell. No. he was, Didn't he used to do like Dave Sunday Campbell. Night Baseball way back? Dave Campbell, yeah. yes. yeah. Dave Campbell. He looked like Robert Culp from right, back exactly in the day. Right, right. The gray hair. The, I spy the original TV yeah. shows. Not, Remember the movie Robert back, Con- not the movie back in the no, day. No, 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 no. <laughs> Robert, Robert, Robert... And he always had a tan. And he always yep. sat outside in front of ESPN. It was the early days of Sunday, uh, Sunday Night Baseball. Exactly. Yeah. He lives in Colorado Springs. Uh, okay. And he about it lowered in Mendoza? Oh, yeah. How His, about that? I used to joke with him when he would come on the show. Yeah. I'd say, you know... Forget about the Mendoza line. It's right. the Campbell line be the Campbell because line. his career batting average. Right. Yes, he was looks like one ninety. Doesn't he look like Robert Culp from the old? Uh, that's yep. uh, Dave Campbell. Oh yeah, Soup Campbell. Exactly. Does he live in? Does it say he lives in Colorado Springs, Robin? Let's test uh, my knowledge. Hold on
1: a second. I'm, I'm Google on, him. I need to Google find him. out his uh, Wikipedia page. Hold on. Hold on. Hold I don't
7: on. think he's doing. I, I don't know what he's doing anymore. I don't, I don't think he's at really? ESPN. Um,
1: he was doing some baseball. Was born in Manistee, Michigan.
7: But that's not where he lives. Nobody lives in Michigan anymore.
1: His Wikipedia page does not say where he lives. I don't
7: know. That's a good question. That is a good question. I don't know. You know they show his shows. There's a Jewish channel. Yes. All Did you Jewish know there's channel. a Jewish channel on cable? Yep. On no, Comcast. Just,
2: what channel? Restricted wank. So don't tell me a Jew.
7: Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's a. Ch- I was flipping around one night trying to find something. That's I perfect. saw Soupy Sales rerun. Yes. <laughs> soupy Sales. They have Jack well, that's Benny. A Jewish channel. Yeah. yeah I know Jack, what it is. Yeah. Jack Benny and uh, it's that's a, a great channel. Wait, is
2: it the me? Is it that's on no, me, not me right? TV or I love We TV? Love TV. No, that's me TV. Me TV's great.
7: No, Me TV shows stuff from like the 70s and 80s. This shows stuff from the 50s and everything's in black and white on this channel. Channel.
2: yeah i gotta find that one i let's, forgot what it's uh, called
7: why don't we bring up eugene from
4: huntington valley as the last caller before we go to break all right let's go to the hva
3: not hova hey, of course. No, not, hova, not no, hova hey tony how are you good man what's up not much hey uh i know i'm gonna get ripped here but you know i know pat egan he hosts uh quizzo every wednesday up at the drake and Jenkintown. i love pat egan so uh, what's that i know him and i love the guy so but I was asking about the whole situation with Dwayne a couple months ago because I was telling him like listen, Pat, you gotta say something. His shtick is getting old. And then he said, Listen, he's not real. I'm the guy who does Dwayne. And he did the voice right there. So I was so I said, Well, why do you do it? And he said, It's kind of a prank against Miss Nelly. He doesn't know about it. You know, and he does, he did tell me that it did start one day when it was slow and uh his producer, Jason Martitas, put him up to it. You know that's where the problem is. Is that a producer put up another producer to make a call on a dead time? <laughs> so, uh, I believe Miss Nelly Got didn't he. know about it. But...
7: He didn't know about Got it. For... He. he didn't know about it for two years.
3: Well, because a lot of the times he did it was when Miss Nelly was doing uh, shows from like uh, Atlantic City or other remote shows.
7: And he didn't know. You believe he? So Pat Egan said that Mike did not know until the very end.
3: Well, th- I. I don't know if he knew in the last three months, but since three months ago, when Pat Egan told me that Miss Nelly did not know about it, he said it started out, he was in another booth and it was dead. And he called, he did the voice. And then, you know, because it annoyed Miss Nelly, they continued to do it because it was to get under his skin. And then I guess it grew. And then they did keep, you know, there were a couple of times uh, Miss Nelly did make reference that he doesn't believe that he was a real caller. Same thing, there's another guy who used to call the show Ish. He was questioning whether he was real or not, too, because every time he invited him to the whole Fantasy Fest, he said, are you coming to Fantasy Fest? And he said, no, I have a wedding in North Carolina. And this now he started saying, I don't believe that you're real. If you're not going to come to Fantasy Fest, I have to question whether you're real or not.
7: All right, well, I don't know, because I I, I admitted at the beginning of the show that I had no idea. I'd never heard the caller. I haven't listened to radio. I had no idea even that there was a Dwayne from Swedesboro. So... I'm not copying a, an attitude here. I just didn't know. I'm, i It's just hard for me to believe that somebody who does a show can have somebody goof on him for two years and not knowing it.
1: I mean, I could say it I, for like listen, a couple I months. Listen, I agree
3: with it. It is hard to believe. But like I said, I'm taking it directly from what Pat Egan told me that he didn't know about it. And another thing, a lot of the African-American callers to Miss Nelly's show have called in since yesterday and today saying that they love Dwayne, that they're upset that it's going to end. Yeah, but... Yeah, Miss Nellie said it's not real. It's a touchy subject. You know, he thought that there was a lot of uh, uh, racial tones to the phone call, and he didn't want that. But a lot of the African-American callers have called in support of Pat doing it because they thought it was entertaining. Well, there's, di- there's, a difference. You there's
7: a difference if a guy is doing a bit as opposed to a guy pretending. And, again, I'm not ripping Pat. I have never even heard the bit. But I'm saying if a guy's doing it and everybody knows it's a bit and it's funny, that's one thing. If the guy is doing it and the host doesn't realize, why would black people think that a guy pretending to be black and pulling a fraud on the pub, uh, whether it's on Mike Missanelli or the audience, it's still fraudulent? You're pretending to be oh, something
3: you're not. Oh, I agree with you. I listen. I, like I said, I'm telling you what I heard from Pat. You know, and Pat's a good dude. From what I, he what is. I He's know a great kid. Yeah, he is. And you know, he, he you know. And everybody who knows him knows he likes to be a little comedian sometimes. And, you know, I guess it was his way of, you know, showing that he can bring something to the program.
7: I have no problem with that at all. I love seeing we, we, when, I, when um, producers that I've had on the show would do bits, but they were bits. They didn't call into my show pretending to be somebody else.
1: Actually, that's how I first started on the radio. Robin
7: came, call, came in. I needed somebody to have a female Irish accent on St. Patrick's Day. And I had, I had just started bro, hanging out with Robin. And she, she, she did an Irish accent. I said, why don't you call into the show tonight and be an Irish woman? But we told everybody it was a bit. It wasn't obviously, but it wasn't anything offensive. Right. It was just her being Irish because she is Irish. No, I,
3: it, I agree, but that's where I think it comes into the hands of Jason Martinez, who knew that it was phony and led everybody to believe that it was a real caller. And, you know, he told me they didn't tell Mike because they were afraid he'd get angry about it.
7: Well, I don't know what happened. I still think it's a fraud, and the fact that the entire radio station got ripped nationally all over the place. I mean, Bulmani Jones has been killing Pat Egan, and it's not Pat Egan's fault. He's a guy trying to do a bit. But I think the one thing that Pat should have done is said that it was a bit. Do you think if Pat had told Mike Missanelli that he was doing this and it was a bit and it was him doing it, he would have, not, he would have stopped it?
3: I, I don't know Missinelli well enough to guess that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either. You've worked with them, you know, you know better, Pat knows better, everybody at the station would know better. You know, I just know from what I heard, you know, and what I've heard when I listen to Miss Nelly.
7: All right, man, I appreciate you checking in. I haven't talked to him. Right, I'm gonna, gonna have gonna... to give him a call and talk to him. Again, it's not it's, the world isn't coming to an end because of this. This right. is just a kind of tomfoolery and hijinks. See, when I do tomfoolery and hijinks, it's usually funny. Right. It's not usually something that's gonna cause a national uproar. Mm-hmm. For being insulting, exactly. Yes. I Do you agree. have a problem with somebody pretending to be something that they're not, Luigi?
1: <laughs> no. Nah, I, don't I know. mean that's acting. And, not and really? I when mean, you're entertaining, but it's. I think that I don't get if offended you... unless
4: you're blatantly trying to offend someone. If you're sitting there like blatantly calling someone racial slurs or calling them, you know, hateful names to their face and doing it in a way that you know you're really serious about, then yeah, then you have a right to be offended. See, I think that being... there's a
1: difference between what the, the, the fact that Pat. Um, whether he was the one that chose that particular character or whether he was told to do... I, I have no idea. I don't know the backstory of it. But the fact that he used ne- I would say negative stereotypes yeah. to portray the See, I understand what you're saying with that. I think that th- that's what people have a problem with plus the fact that then he was making people believe that it was a real person. Mm-hmm. Not he, but 97.5. If... They said, "Okay, well, this was, you know, this was fake." Then you were like, "Okay, then it was shtick." But those two things combined, and then the two years long process of it making people think that this was a real person, I think there's the, therein lies the problem.
7: And of course, Mike Missanelli's minions and all of his lapdogs are all going to think he's doing everything right anyway, so it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Right? It's mm-hmm. like you follow a politician; you don't think right. he's doing anything wrong or she's doing anything wrong. You believe everything they say. Right. I don't know. I think it's fraud. I like bits. Listen, I'm, I'm a, I, I had producers do bits on my show all the time. But everybody knew it was a producer doing a bit. Not a guy trying to pretend to be somebody he wasn't. We knew from the Jump Street. Speaking of Jump Street, Yes, we're gonna take a break. Yeah, we're gonna take a break. <laughs> not uh, commercials, though. we have to pee. No, no, no. we're gonna do our our <laughs>
4: standard five minute intermission because we went ten minutes over. We're gonna talk about what we're gonna do in the second hour. We have a lot to get to in the second yes. hour. but we we're gonna gotta do
7: we're gonna... National Waffle Day. Yes, too, we yes. do. But we may. I'm getting hungry run again. A little overtime. We gotta talk about
1: that. We're not gonna worry about timing tonight, right? Because you don't have work in the morning. So we're gonna talk about <laughs> that,
6: okay?
7: And did you get a ticket? Did you put a sign on the we car? We put a sign on the car. Spelled the street name correctly. Yes. Now you where'd you park, tickets. Natalie? Did You park in a legal uh, spot? No,
2: the same spot I did last oh. week. Oh well, there's we nothing up there. I, I went there. Joe got two a ticket, before.
7: and Luigi got a ticket yes. last week.
2: I know. Did you oh, pay wait, yours Luigi? last
1: week or two Straight weeks? Straight cash. All
7: right, all right, okay. You got to so, pay three dollars and fifty cents to pay a ticket. Now you know. Oh. Really,
1: really, we can t- discuss this part later. Yes. Those people who are listening live. The stream is going to end for five minutes. We will no come panic. back. My yeah, stream is going to be gone in make make about ten seconds. <laughs> a a break. Make sure, make sure that you Streaming down
7: your leg right now.
1: <laughs> make sure that you log on to hour two, which will be up momentarily on Tony Bruno Show Facebook Live.
5: Beautiful. Let's all go to the lobby, let's all go to the lobby, let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. People have gathered around ideas since the beginning of time. Each successful collaboration pushing innovation forward, building a stronger future. Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have combined decades of experience to create an even better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance.
1: Get to Old Navy. Right now, jeans, tees, and dresses for the family are on sale for up to 50% off. Jeans start at just $15 for adults and $10 for kids. Hurry in now for amazing styles at amazing prices. Up to 50% off jeans, tees, and dresses. And save even more when you redeem your super cash now through Sunday. Get there fast. These deals won't last long. End Sunday at Old OldNavy and OldNavy.com. Valid July 20th through July 28th. Select styles only.